Welcome back to Teens Find Middle Ground. This week, we were joined by an array of neoliberalists, libertarians, republicans, and liberals to discuss the phrase defunding the police. Thank you all so much for being here. So the first question is, over the summer, after the deaths of George Floyd and Breonna Taylor, there was a huge movement to defund the police. Do you think that defunding the police is the proper way to solving police brutality? This anger strike against police forces because of outrage by you know, various groups. And then slowly, as you know, common sense invaded, and they realized, like, oh, yeah, we probably should have law enforcement, they tried to turn it into this thing, which is that, oh, we don't mean to defund it, we mean, like, reallocate funds. New York City, for example, right, under the two Republican, you know, marriage, right, where they increased military, or they increased police budgets exponentially. Since the 90s in the United States, virtually every police force has received exponentially more police funding, and as a result, there's been a correlatory decline in crime in almost every single instance. For every dollar you add to police budget, there's been a very, very strong correlation in decreasing crime and violence in cities. I, I agree. With, I feel like I agree with that. Like essentially, maybe like demilitarize, not trying to like take away their salaries and stuff. So this is actually kind of interesting thing because I think this actually has more to do with the access or quote unquote gun control, which doesn't work in my opinion. I'm pretty pro gun. So if you take four cities out of the United States: Chicago, New York, L.A., Detroit which account for 2.7% of the United States population, not a big part percent. The United States jumps from like 20 something in, in like the world for like gun crime and like violence to 178, which is virtually like last, right? It's virtually the safest country in the world. What's common between those four cities is the fact that you cannot, as a citizen, you just virtually cannot get a gun. They have the strictest gun laws in the country. So pretty much what it's showing is that if you let good citizens have guns, ultimately they're gonna be able to protect their property, their homes, their family, et cetera as opposed to having gun control where you take good citizens' guns out of their hands, but bad people are ultimately gonna get access to guns irrespective, right? So I think it's more an issue of this, uh, this Democrat gun control narrative, which doesn't work and they play to emotions, as opposed to actually, you know, police force defunding or anything like that. That's my opinion. Yeah. Um, so I, I did a little bit of research and so far this year, there have been at least 289 um, black victims of homicide specifically and counting in Chicago alone. That's essentially the same number of total homicides across all race demographics that Chicago had last year. And then let's look at New York City. Under the governance of Bill de Blasio last year, there were 531 shooting victims compared to this year's 961. So far, that's an 81% increase and 2020's not even over yet. Not to mention, he probably isn't getting rid of gun control anytime soon. And so the number of shooting incidents has also gone up drastically as well. In 2019, 450 shooting incidents. This year, 793. That's a 76.2% increase. Instead of defunding the police, I just think as a warning for the actions they take again, to reallocate the money, put it elsewhere, and then take it back once they've essentially learned the lesson as to what they plan. Wait, so you want to temporarily harm the cities just because like a, like a punishment for cops? We look at what happened in Chicago, we look at what happened in New York, we look at the reaction of, inc of in decreased crime with increased uh, money to the police. problem if you're taking away funding for X amount of time, right? then you're essentially, like, you're abolishing law enforcement or severely limit, limiting it in these communities, which is only ultimately going to harm the communities more so than anybody. A lot of the arguments that have been made surrounding defunding the police are more pandering to people to get them feeling good about stuff as opposed to actually rooted in, like, actual policy that's going to help. At the end of the day, right, so here's my, this is kind of going, I don't want to get too big into this, but the point is, it's been shown ever since we've effectively socialized education with the Department of Education in the 70s and stuff, our education models have gone down. The point being is, if you leave people to their own devices and provide a safe environment for them to operate in, people tend to do pretty good things. That's what Andrew Yang was all about. 
that's what like especially his whole policies are about you give people the like environment in which to operate in safely and they'll do good things the market will allocate wherever it's needed okay the whole idea is in certain situations like especially like a de-escalation thing have um the cop accompany with a social worker because sometimes cops are not very good at calming down people so, like a situation with a homeless person um if a cop is not very good to handle that situation then social worker can be accompanied by the cop to be better handle the situation let's go under the proviso that we have a social worker and a cop now we have two individuals an increased amount of what we have originally and both of them have to get paid a salary in this sense we're increasing the amount of people working and then there's also advoc advocacy by like the other guy who said here to take away money from the police as a punishment even though it probably would be a, a negative uh, to these cities to increase funding to the police and make them train them to be more equipped to handle these situations that are tend to be non-violent situations so no one dies i take the same position as murray rothbard did in 92 when there were mass riots he said essentially uh we need to unleash the cops now if they do something wrong they have to uh, you know pay like the for the circumstances that they that they are at so if they like uh, unjustly jail somebody or unjustly do something for somebody who didn't deserve it that's different but for for like people who are um, you know attacking property people who are uh, attacking individuals uh, group mobs that are trying to destroy things we must unleash the police to be as brutal as possible to these individuals. It's just okay. illogical to me for policemen to uh, kill a bunch of looters who are destroying property or kill a bunch of people who are trying to attack individuals as it is for a policeman to stop like a murder or something. Okay, do you think that cops have too much on their hands? There can maybe be some areas in which cops probably shouldn't be putting their hands in. Maybe if you put up some specific things, I could tell you yes or no. Uh, but broadly speaking, I don't think there's a, a huge problem of the areas which cops are at and which cops are. Do you okay, think so cops are great at de-escalation? No, I, I don't think they are because they don't have enough okay, training then. because the funding is not uh, as well as it should be. But, um, I'm glad you brought up more training, but like what kind of more training? 10% of police training is de-escalation. We should increase that and give more funding and more priority to de-escalation training. Compared to the other countries in the world, the U.S. does not train its police officers for very long. We should totally train them more. In Germany, for example, where I grew up, you need four years of police training to become police officers. So it's it's very clearly a difference in terms of like, they just want to get them out, out through the system, put them on the streets, right? So there's, a, there's an important aspect, which is that we should train these people to be very, to, to respond to situations appropriate. But that's not a matter of defunding, as, uh, as many people have pointed out. It's a matter of, allocating funds correctly for correct training to make sure that police officers yeah. are doing what we want them to do. I totally agree with you on that. And like, it's so different with certain states. Like I'm pretty sure here in Texas, I feel that a lot. I'm pretty sure in Texas, you have to be like, you have to have two years of college, like your associate's degree, and then like a few months of training. And then like, that's it. But like in some states, it's like six months, you need to turn 18, you get a gun, qualified immunity, all this like stuff. It's just, those need to be more training. I want to know that they have the right training to handle my situation. I want to be able to trust them in that way. I don't want to just hope, blindly hope, that they have a good character. And yeah, and I think that everyone can get together and agree upon this, the fact that the United States have very minimal police uh, training. Well, thank you all so much for coming. It's really exciting to see how much middle ground we can find on an issue as polarizing as defunding the police. Like always, we want our discussions to be a reflection of all viewpoints. So if you are a teen and you feel like your views were not reflected by this podcast, please join us to be heard.